0: a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on Leading & Learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading & Learning. This is episode number 226, Leadership Lessons from the Apostle Paul, Part 2. Last week, we introduced uh, the Apostle Paul as a leader, and you know he's not new to this show. We talk about him quite a bit, but we pointed out the fact that Paul is one of the great leaders of all time. And I'm not talking about church leaders. I'm talking about throughout history. When you look at what Paul accomplished, he is one of the greatest leaders of all time because he and his various teams and associates were able to take Christianity throughout the Roman Empire. And plant churches um, you know so many churches they were able to plant throughout the Roman Empire which spread Christianity the rise of the church which led ultimately to the um, or was one of the things that led to the downfall of the Roman Empire but the uh, rise of the Christian church so very very important leader and what we talked about last week just to kind of do a quick reiteration was Paul was a solid team player uh, Paul wasn't a guy who was going off on his own. He wasn't a guy who was a, a lone ranger. He was a man who built teams to accomplish his mission. Uh, when you look at the the, the story of Paul in, in the Acts of the Apostles and also in his letters, we see around a 100 different names associated with the Apostle Paul. And we also pointed out that he delegated authority Not just task. He wasn't just giving robots jobs to do. He was giving men and women who he trusted, he was giving them authority to to go and do what needed to be done. All right, well, don't go away. We'll be right back. I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book. New Testament snapshots. New Testament snapshots is the story of 12 of the lesser known characters in the New Testament. And actually several of these 12 uh, worked with the Apostle Paul at some point during their lives. And so it's definitely worth checking out. New Testament snapshots gives us some some insight um, into these people's lives and also draws some great uh, lessons for us today. Uh, each chapter is really a wonderful, a wonderful way to uh, supplement your own Bible study, perfect for group study. I just had somebody um, buy a whole bunch of them for a, for a small group study. So I definitely would recommend uh, checking out New Testament snapshots for you or for your small group. Well, okay, let's jump back in. We're talking about Paul, um, leadership lessons from the life of Paul. Um, number two is this. Paul had a plan for church planting and evangelism. He wasn't just uh, kind of going randomly to to different cities. He actually had a plan. And what you see is an ever-widening circle going throughout the Roman Empire. What you see in his first missionary journey is uh, focusing um, on the uh, Asia Minor area, uh, you see this in that first missionary journey, these various cities, and we find this in Acts 13 and 14. Uh, he and uh, Barnabas went and planted a number of churches in uh, on Cyprus, the island of Cyprus in the Mediterranean, and then also moved to Asia Minor and planted a number of churches there. On his second missionary journey, he branched out farther. Uh, he actually intended to go to Asia, but um, as we'll talk about in a few minutes, he was actually prevented, um, the Holy Spirit blocked that, and so he actually ended up in Europe. And since that's where he ended up, he planted a number of churches there in, in um, Greece and modern day Italy. Now, the third missionary journey was an even bigger circle, because now he's moving into uh, Asia where the city of Ephesus was located. And on each of these missionary trips, he, he revisited churches that he had already planted and uh, you know, to spend time with them, but then also it expanded that circle of influence. He had a plan. But his ultimate goal for his ministry was to end up in Rome, to take the gospel to Rome. And so you see um, he actually had a strategy for where he was going. When he was in Ephesus, for example... Um, he spent around three years in Ephesus and during those three years he was again organizing teams and sending them out into the region and it said that really everyone in Asia um, heard the gospel. Now at the time Ephesus was probably the second or third largest city in the Roman Empire, very influential city so he had a plan for taking the gospel around Ephesus um, throughout Asia knowing that it would um, uh, really supplement and um, help build the church and and spread the gospel throughout Asia. So he had a plan. Um, When Paul went into a city, what he would typically do is start in the Jewish synagogue. Um, We see this in Thessalonica. We see it in Ephesus. We see it in Corinth. Uh, The reason he would do that is it provided a core of people who were um, at least sympathetic to the God of Israel. Uh, we, these people would be called God-fears. They might not be actual converts to Judaism, but these Greeks were sympathetic and they were allowed to participate to some degree in the synagogue worship. They had heard the, the, the Torah, they knew the Jewish scriptures, and so they were sympathetic. So what you see is Paul's pattern where there was a city, where there was a synagogue, he would go, he would preach. Typically, after a few weeks or a couple of months, the uh, leaders of the synagogue would see what he was doing, and they would kick him out, and the, the new believers, the new Christians would go with him, and, and he would plan a church. And then eventually, a leader would be put over that church, and Paul would, would move on. In cities where there was no synagogue, Paul would preach in the marketplace. He would uh, preach on the streets. He would pretty much go wherever. When we see this in uh, Philippi, for example, we also see it in Athens. Uh, these were two cities that, that did not have um, uh, a real strong Jewish following. Um, Athens probably had a synagogue, but we don't read Paul uh, much about Paul's ministry there. Most of his ministry was um, among the learned Greeks and philosophers in the marketplace. Um, in Philippi, there was no a Jewish synagogue there so Paul went to a place by the river where he he assumed that there would be a prayer group and sure enough he found a group of women there spent time with them and led a number of them to faith and then planted a church from there so that was Paul's strategy he didn't just uh, go randomly you know trying to uh, share the gospel he actually had a plan for how he did it and so we see um, his his ministry broken down into three. Um, significant trips, and within those trips were even um, other uh, ministry opportunities within, maybe smaller trips, but he would spend time in the larger cities planning churches and developing leaders. And then, of course, his last trip to Rome, that was as a prisoner, but um, that, that is where he, where he ended up and where he wanted to end up. Now, number three, remember we started off talking about Paul had a solid team last week. We just said he had a plan for church planning and evangelism. And then number three is Paul was led by the Holy Spirit as he sought to implement the plan. Now this is important because we can have a plan, but that doesn't necessarily mean the plan is going to go the way that we want it to. And that's why it's so important as Christian leaders to be full of the Holy Spirit and to be led By the Holy Spirit, and these were things that Paul talked about in his letters. Being filled with the Holy Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit, being uh, someone who sensed the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I think probably one of the greatest places that we can see this is in um, Acts 16. Um, In Acts 16, it talks about this is where he was um, actually wanting to go to Asia, Um, and this is from Acts 16. It says. Uh, Next, Paul and Silas traveled throughout the area of Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Then, coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead, they went on through Mysia to the seaport of Troas. And that night, Paul had a vision A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. How fascinating is that? Paul's plan was to take the gospel to, to Asia to get to Ephesus sooner than he ended up there. It was actually a number of years before he was able to get to Ephesus. But the Holy Spirit had other plans, different than Paul's plans. And rather than resisting and fighting, it said that Paul just went along with it. He, he understood the guidance of the Holy Spirit. He allowed himself to be led by the Holy Spirit. And in so doing, he was able to take the gospel to a different continent. And he ended up in Greece as well as Italy. And this is a very, very powerful testimony for us about being led by the Spirit. There's nothing wrong with having a plan, but we need to consecrate our plan, give it to God, ask Him to uh, to guide and direct us. And, you know, there's something powerful about actually asking God to guide and direct us. I think sometimes we believe that uh, being led by the Holy Spirit is something that's uh, that's nebulous. It's hard to, to grasp. But Paul said that, um, you know, those who are led by the Spirit of God Um, These are the ones who are really the children of God. And so for us, we need to, to cultivate this being led by the Holy Spirit. And so maybe we'll have an episode on that sometime. So just a quick recap. We talked about last week Paul built a solid team. He had a plan, number two, for church planning and evangelism. And then number three, Paul was led by the Holy Spirit to implement that plan. Well, we will continue this series next week um, talking about Paul, but uh, this is a good breaking point, so we'll stop here um, in this leadership lessons from the Apostle Paul. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com and leave me a question or comment in the comments section for today's post. And while you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. It's free. It's easy. Just drop your email address in, and we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to keep training leaders.